HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by greatbrewers.com, a social media marketing platform dedicated to promoting the world's great brewers and the beers they create. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil runs his groove in that rhythm and blues that sound. It's gonna get you sun in the air. Welcome back to The Speakeasy. I'm your host, Damon Bolte. I want to go ahead and say happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Coming up tomorrow, I hope you guys uh, have a really nice time with friends and family, as it should be, and eat lots of turkey. Unless you're a vegetarian, then, you know, have fun with that cranberry sauce. Um, in the studio today, we're going to have a couple of friends visit. Uh, in the studio right now, we have good buddy, barman Nino Sirabisi. Sirabisi, <laughs> I, I got caught on the uh, the cider that I'm having. Very festive for this time of year. All and right. then later on, we will have uh, veteran uh, guest of the Speakeasy, Frank Cisneros, Frankie better known as Frankie's Cocktails. <laughs> so welcome to the show, Nino. First hey, time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, this, uh, is, uh, this is exciting. Yeah, absolutely, man. So you've been really busy lately. Um, a lot's been happening over the past you know month, and... Uh, a uh, lot of a uh, lot of good things coming out of some some bad things, and you've yeah. recently put together a fundraiser, a bartender's fundraiser. Can you tell yeah. us some uh, about it? Yeah, it's the uh, you know the first annual New York Bartenders Ball. Um, it's a charity cocktail event for the victims of Hurricane Sandy. We're throwing this event with uh, Occupy Sandy, um, a couple of different so Occupy Sandy being the umbrella organization, and a number of other organizations that are involved with Occupy Sandy as well as uh, Soaring Souls Lost Foundation, which is a foundation that uh, initially was started to deal with um, uh, the widows of disaster victims, uh, started 9-11, but now we're working with them to sort of form uh, new arms of their organization to deal with uh, the victims of Hurricane Sandy, whether it be loss and coping uh, with the loss of a loved one, or uh, you know, just call, uh, dealing with the, the, the loss of their house, you know, the, the, the reality of someone becoming homeless. You know, not having any clothes or any home, it's a, it's a huge psychological effect as well. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, we, we it's, and it's been crazy because uh, this was an idea that came out maybe about less than two weeks ago. Um, it was something that I've wanted to do for a while. I don't know if you, 
you know, but back in the day, there was these crazy bartenders' balls. Uh, I think Jameson did them. Or when you used to be able to smoke in bars, Camel did them. Uh, and they were just insane events for bartenders. Um, they stopped doing them when they sort of like, uh, you know, when the nanny state stepped in and started taking smokes out of bars and <laughs> giving away free booze. So it's something I always wanted to do. And it was one of those things that we kind of talked about when you know, I was drinking beers with my buddy and doing shots and and uh, I just thought, you know, this might be the time to do something like this. You know, there's a lot of energy out there, a lot of people that need help. Why not come together and have a great time and, and help some people out as well? And that seems to be a, a common character trait for bartenders, you know, being very proactive and getting things done. <laughs> get getting it done. Very quickly. Get it done, right? You know, oh, my God, I'm running late to the bar. I better get set up very quickly and make this happen, you know. And, you, you know, especially with a situation like this, you know, you can't plan for these kinds of benefits they exactly. just have to they have to happen you know exactly and you know you say it's like it's a it's a common trait with bartenders uh, uh, initially you know frank will be here in a bit and he'll talk more about that um he was on it the minute the hurricane hit you know i know there was a lot of things that people were doing but frank being in the bar industry uh he organized these ice deliveries for mm-hmm. bars that wanted to be open you know but they, they didn't have any power they didn't have electricity they didn't have any way to refrigerate anything or, or create ice him and his boys and all the all the bars that didn't get hit uh, started this ice delivery system. For ice delivered to your place if you want to open up, if you want to get your people back to work, or if you want to give your community a place to, you know, sort of regroup and organize and, and maybe get out of the dark for a little bit. Um, and I thought, damn, you know, if he's doing that, we got to do something. It's really interesting too. That I mean, for for a lot of uh, for different aspects and different uh, facets of. Uh, these types of benefit organizations and trying to get people back on their feet. It's to me, that was one of the more impressive kind of movements. I mean, cause there's so many ways you can help out and mm-hmm. to get like, you know, everyone wants a drink right now. Right. <laughs> you know? so I, absolutely. To, yeah. to be able to get the bar back on its feet and have a place for the locals to go and like, just decompress yeah. for a second. That's a really cool thing to do. And, and it was a really great thing for all the bars that participated in, in donating those products, the ice and, uh, and their time, you know, to make it happen. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, uh, I think more than any other city, New York, uh, a, a person's relationship to their bar and a bar's relationship to the city, uh, is really different because, um, we don't have a lot of space, you know, we right. don't have a lot of space. We don't have a lot of time. Uh, it's hard enough to sort of get through your day and, and bars are where people go to regroup. Frankie's here. <laughs> here goes Frankie. Frank. Brooklyn, what the? F- um, <laughs> Frank. What's up, guys? Hey, <laughs> Frank Cisneros just walked in. Welcome to the show, we, Frank. We were just talking about. Thank your you so much for timing. having me, Damon. Yeah, thanks for showing up. What's up? Um, so we were just talking about uh, the organization of the ice deliveries and the relationship of the bar. Nina was just talking about the relationship of the the citizen in the bar in the city and the special kind of connection that there is with that. Well, I was, you know, and I was saying, I think that the the way that you responded to the hurricane, in the way that you and, and your friends uh, running these ice programs, running these ice deliveries, just being there for, to, you know, and also to reach out and say, what can we do to help, you know, because I know you were active, and a lot of the people were saying, you know, my bar's fine, we're doing good, but can we help you guys clean up? Or, you know, I know there's bartenders out there that are giving shifts away to people. I gave up a couple shifts, you know, at the Rum House because I had guys who couldn't go to their jobs. Um, and you know that that was something that definitely uh, inspired me to to try and put this together. Yeah, I mean that's really how the whole New York Bartenders Ball benefit came about. Was it was really hatched by Nino, literally in the dark 
in <laughs> in Lower Manhattan. I just dropped off some ice to them at uh, at Ward Three, and he said, like, you know, this isn't going to end this week. This is like you know a couple of days after the hurricane. Remember that, <laughs> everyone, especially outside of New York, if you're listening, because if the trains are running and Manhattan's okay. It is not over. It's not over. There's still a long rebuilding process and. In larger scales, that might take years, but in, in the micro scale, what we can do as, you know, citizen bartenders is help out each other and help out the communities that have supported us for so long. So Nino really came up with that idea, like, literally, like, candlelight. He's like, yeah, we should talk about it when it's all over. And, you know, within a week, during the snowstorm, like the nor'easter that followed, <laughs> yeah. Sandy, thank you, weather. Thank you, New yeah. York. Um, yeah. We're, uh, Sm- smarter men with greater ideas probably uh, met similarly next to you know candlelight and fires and a snowstorm, but you know we hatched a party. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's really it's testament to how tight this community is and how we can all come together and affect some larger change. I think we all look at each other and we're like, well, you know, I I can't donate much money and we don't have much other than our time and our skill, but collectively, like. If we can individually donate a hundred dollars collectively, we can come up with seventy five hundred thousand dollars you know and that's a that's a big figure that can actually affect some real change absolutely and and you know just talking about we were talking earlier Frank about like uh you know the uh, a bartender you know sort of being predisposed to to be able to deal with things like this you know and it's not i I don't think anyone's like making a bigger deal out of what we do, but you have to have a very sort of sharp multitasking mind and, and be able to sort of operate at a high frequency to to get through a bar shift. And taking that and, and taking into like either you know organizing something like this or responding in a situation like this, you know, uh, uh, we're great people to, to do it. You know, and more guys should get involved. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a difficult thing to to run a bar and throw a great party and you know still keep your numbers right and still keep everyone sober and get everyone drunk, uh, controlling chaos. And uh, uh, you know that's that, that's kind of what we're doing too because of the time constraint on this. I mean, it's literally been two weeks, I think. Yeah, I think we're just at the. Th- Three week mark since Maybe the storm today, week, right? Because the, the election, yeah, it, basically, yeah. I think everyone said, "Yeah, we're in." What do we do on election day? So yeah. that was the third. So, like, kind of what Nino was saying, it, it it's testament to, you know, when you're behind the bar, you're closing out credit card checks, you're putting in food orders, you're making six drinks at a time, you're interacting with guests over there, you're taking their order, you're in- interacting with your cocktail waitress. There's like. 15 things you're doing at any given time answering the phone looking for someone's lost credit card um <laughs> taking care of the drunk girl in the corner uh you know, yeah it, it goes on so like multitasking is is a kind of general aspect of our job and i think sometimes we forget how good we are not at just like making drinks like who cares about that that's fine but like at just handling a ton of stuff at, at any given time sure. it actually lends itself immediate triage a la, <laughs> yeah. a la frank cisnero fixing my hand when i was I was bleeding out <laughs> behind the bar, you know. Oh yeah, that was a that was a scary time. Uh, what yeah. happened there? Oh god. Oh, uh, you know, bar like a year old I'm bar a grun- injury. I'm a grumpy old bartender. That's what that's what that's what <laughs> happened there. I I cut up my hand really well, and and uh and, and Frank would just calmly sort of got me all iced up and calmed down and put me in a cab and was like to the hospital here, to the hospital. <laughs> I think I came back. I'm actually. It's actually. Uh, I'm fairly famous for having to be sent to the hospital and then returning to the bar three hours later. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's happened quite often in my career. The show must go on, man. The show must go on. That's that's uh, that's what the point of this whole thing is, you know. But yeah, with this whole like multitasking thing, we re- like we realized that, you know, as as collectively as bartenders and bar owners, like we we have the special skill set of like putting together this crazy event, really, really, really phenomenally quickly um 
and I think it just kind of proves like people with uh, charitable sorts of um, of things that they do, like uh, like Ivy Mix, for instance, with Lupec, um, and Speed Rack, rather. Um, you know that if you if you focus that sort of like skill set for something other than just making drinks, it's pretty amazing how far you can go and how much you can contribute. Absolutely. Yeah, the, I, and and you know it, it's everyone in the industry. Me and Frank are here talking about it, but the, the, the I'm overwhelmed with how people have have stepped up uh, to contribute, whether it be uh, you know liquor brands or bartenders who want to be involved, or uh, you know people just saying, "I know you have everything covered, but if I can help carry a case or you know whatever it is, uh, I'm there." Uh, and it, it just it, it makes you feel really good about the, the, the industry you're working. Absolutely. I mean, well, even better about the industry that we yeah, work in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, for example, there Jane Warren was on the show from Dutch Kills yes, or mm. yesterday. <laughs> it seems like yesterday, <laughs> last week. Uh, you know, he's been doing a lot of work. I know the USBG, Jason Luttrell, and all those guys have been doing a lot of uh, work running down to Rockway and going to Red Hook and helping out with that. Um, so... Especially with like organizations like the United States Bartenders Guild, you have not just you know the chapter here in the United or in uh, in New York City, but then you've got other chapters chapters from around the country that have been also sending funds over and like doing whatever they can. So it's really cool like that the bartending community that we have has turned into you know this stereotypical thing from like twenty years ago about somebody like ashing into your Brandy Alexander and <laughs> like. Maybe overcharging you and uh, treating you like shit to uh, what it's become today, and you know we. No, the love on this has been nationwide as well. Like the the response, we we're working now, um, and and it's coming in as we speak. Bartenders from other states, from the West Coast to the South in Chicago, that are, you know sponsoring tickets. They can't be there, but they want to help out. They want to help New York and these victims, and so they're sponsoring bartenders to to go, to can go to the event. Who maybe don't because they're underemployed or unemployed because bars have closed down after the storm, and they're sponsoring those bartenders to go to this event. I mean, these are people that like don't may may or may not know each other, but you know they have a mutual respect and love for 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 what we all do. That's amazing. That's really cool. Um, so there are a number of uh, a number of bartender events that have been going on. Like you said, like Ivy Minx was doing some stuff with uh, Speed Rack, Speed Rack yeah. and um, what do you think? I mean, I want to go back to something that Nino said. You know, you know, even though the storm has passed, you know, there's still, you know, this isn't over yet. You know, it's there's still going to be more to do. I know, like, in, for instance, uh, the company that I work for, uh, Frankie's and Primeans, we're we're having a, a benefit uh, on this Friday uh, from seven to ten, and uh, that's also going to help out our neighbors in Red Hook. Uh, I, just, I think there are so many, so many of these events, and you know, if we. And this is not just for us, but also our patrons and our listeners, you know, that if you can make it out to any of these, you know, please do. Um, yeah, it's know, not just I, for bartenders. I mean, I, I mean, almost specifically not just for bartenders, the way we've outreached to people um, and, and, you know, and reached out to, to people outside the industry because, um, you know, we're bartenders. We're, we're the, you know, we're the, the we're serving the, the mayors. world. <laughs> yeah, we're serving the world, you know, and, and in many ways, like I was saying earlier, the, the, that that specific thing that New York has with their community, the bars and their community, because of the way the city operates, it's much different than any place else. Like we really do have a great relationship with our communities, you know, and and so we're asking them to come out, you know, and trust that we're doing a great job on this, and we're going to help some people out, and we're going to have a lot of fun. Let's keep yeah, that in mind yeah, too. That in mind. This is going to be a lot of fun. You know, it's a hundred dollars going towards charity, but it's the biggest bang for your buck you can get for a hundred bucks. I mean, it's every some of the best bars in in, in, New, in New York are going to be there. Some of the best bartenders, 
amazing cocktails, food, music, Chances with Wolves. What's up, homies? Uh, they're going to be doing a DJ set and some surprises. So, I mean, most people go out and do something like this on any night. A hundred bucks is easy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, let's take a quick break. And when we get back, let's talk about some of the uh, participants that are going to be involved with this bartender's ball. We'll be right back with Frank Cisneros and our buddy Nino Zeribisi after a moment. You're listening to Brothers on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. So you like good beer. Whether you're a craft beer pro or just had your first sip of an IPA, GreatBrewers.com is your number one beer resource on the internet. GreatBrewers.com bridges the gap between the world's great brewers and the consumers who enjoy their products. With so much information and misinformation out there, GreatBrewers.com focuses on education and leaves no stone unturned. Take the Great Beer Test on their website and browse through an extensive product catalog. Download their mobile beer cloud app, which includes a GPS beer finder, a beer sommelier, and descriptions for over 5,000 different brews. What are you waiting for? Back up that passion for craft beer with some solid information and education. Visit greatbrewers.com today. And we are back. We've got Frank and Nino. Hey. Expert barmen from New York City, talking about the bartender's ball to benefit Occupy Sandy and our neighbors in Red Hook and all around uh, all around New York. You know, uh, we as bartenders we're talking. You know, uh, this this Monday, November twenty sixth, bartender's ball cocktail charity event, yeah. Hurricane Sandy. Bartender's Bowl. Splash that. Nino, expert plugger. Because, yeah, yeah man. Um, he's I, our hype man. I wanted to touch on one thing bef- before we t- talk about some of the participants. Um, okay. And just touching on what Nino had said about what's going on on the West Coast right now. Uh, today, we started to receive overwhelming support from our bartending friends in the in the West Coast. Uh, particularly, for example, the Edison uh, put the event up on their website, and they sent a really nice email out saying. Um, you know, hey, fellow friends out here on the West Coast who've been wondering what you can do to help um, our people on the East Coast, like, this is it. This is this is your chance because this is a very specific, focused, by bartender event to help their communities in a very focused way. Um, and one thing that we talked about a lot when we were organizing this, especially a lot of us that were on the ground in, um, in some of the hard-hit areas like the Lower East Side and Red Hook and the Rockaways, was I, I believe that, that the Red Cross does great work, and I think 
they're such a macro organization. They're a lot of times thinking of like the really bigger picture and the sort of longer rebuilding process, which is wonderful. But we weren't seeing them on the ground that much. And so that's part of what we were affected by. We really wanted to do something that we could change. And we saw organizations like Occupy Sandy who were smaller, more direct action sorts of organizations that were able to affect change immediately, like the day of on the ground. And that was uh, that was inspiring. That's what we wanted to do. That's who we want to help. We want to help places like that and people who are actually changing things in, in, in Red Hook. Um, so it's, it's a way for people to be directly involved in a way that they might not be able to through larger nebulous organizations. And, and, and remembering that, I, th- I think there's a few things in that because everyone, everyone wants to help. You know, that everyone thinks, what can I do? How can I do it? And then they start looking into it and they get a little bit confused about where's my money going to go? Is this actually going to do anything? What, you know? And the Occupy Sandy people, I think, are great. I know that there's been some, I had some odd comments on some press that, that we did the other day about uh, Occupy Sandy, Occupy Wall Street. And, you know, whatever your opinion of was uh, of the Occupy Wall Street movement, um, the people that are Occupy Sandy, and a lot of them are part of the organizational arm of, of Occupy Wall Street, are doing brilliant, amazing, fantastic work, like feet on the ground, helping people clear out their homes, giving them places. I mean, they're organizing places for stay for, for homeless people, getting them food, organizing the distribution of all these donations that have come in. You know, their, their main hub, 520 uh, Clinton Avenue, is down the block from my house. So I've, I've been in there talking to them, telling them that we're doing this event, and the work that these people are doing are amazing, uh, and their heart and mind is in the right place. Um, and so if people are out there and they're looking for some place to, to uh, donate, I would say, you know, you know, look past the face or whatever your opinions are of the, the word occupy and, uh, and help those people out because they're doing great work. That's really um, cool. And that's, you know, the same thing, too, that, that goes, you know, I've, when, when, when Frank's talking about the scale of the destruction in this, um, and I, I had a conversation the other day with some people from California who were clear that New York was fine now. Um, yeah. And that's just clearly not the case. You, you go out to places like Staten Island, uh, the Rockaways, Breezy Point, uh, Long Beach Island in New Jersey, um, and it's years of rebuilding that's going to take place. One of the organizations that we've been talking to, which is uh, Rebuild Together, which is this umbrella charity that, that sort of works with other organizations to rebuild people's houses – um, you know, were really honest with me when I was talking to them about where donations would go, and they said, "If you, you know, if you, th- if you think you're going to donate money and we're going to rebuild a house with it, we have to be honest that you know we're we're raising money right now just for the planning stages. You know, all these houses have to be have to be demolished. You know, Rockaway Beach won't be the same. Uh, you know, Long Beach Island will not have gas for another year. Mm-hmm. Um, Staten Island has tons of destruction. The mold issue is a huge issue too, which Occupy Wall Street is working. Occupy Sandy is working with people to deal with the mold issue because that's that's devastating, and, and, and you know that's it, it takes a large amount of money for to do that. So if you're out there and you're thinking, Occupy Sandy, do it. They got their heart and mind in the right place. Absolutely. Um, you know that's that also brings up a lot of. I mean, on a smaller scale, you know, what I've seen a lot of individuals doing in small groups of individuals doing, you know, taking like f- hot food and water yeah. and even like ice for people to really yeah. keep the food they have, you know, uh, you know, fresh and or not, you know, like basically keeping it preserved on these bigger scales, you know, it for something like you were saying, like with the mold and like with the, the actually demolition and moving that out. I mean, like yeah. that's, those are resources. Those are materials that aren't going to, 
be able to be reused no, necessarily. This will this will be. I mean, look, we've all had a hurricane in New Orleans. You know, that yeah. was a cocktail that was named after a devastating thing that you know that that was was there forever. You, you go to to New Orleans now, and you see what happened with Katrina. There's still large, large, you know, symbols and markings from from what happened there. Um, this is going to be a long way away. I think I was reading the other day. Uh, one of the companies, Crate and Barrel, you know, they've. Uh, if anybody likes candles, I guess. Uh, but you know, they—I think they're designating at least three or four years of uh, a percentage of their sales. You know, because they realize how long this is going to be. You know, Frank, Frank, and I have been talking. The rest of the group, and this is probably something that we will do every year now. Um, just the way that this has come together, the way the community has responded, how people feel about the bartender's ball, and what you know, what we realize, how much we're able to do in putting this group of people together in a room for a good cause. We're going to do it every year, and I'm today pretty certain that this uh, benefit will be for victims of Hurricane Sandy next year. Um, that's just the you know that's just the fact of, of of where we are and how long it's going to take. Um, and that's tough. And you know the thing is too, and it's like as New Yorkers and us coming together, we've always been able to do. Most of us were here for 9/11. We saw how the city responded to that. We saw how cities responded during Hurricane Irene. Um, it's our job now. You know, uh, it's it, it's it's not a story that for whatever reason uh, resonates with the rest of the company, uh, the rest of the country. I don't think the media really understood where, you know, it doesn't resonate. Someone says New York, they think Manhattan. Sure. You tell somebody the Rockaways, you know, unless you go to the beach or you grew up in Queens like I did, you, you don't know what that I heard, is. Um, I was, I opened up Gin Palace, I think within three hours of the lights coming back on Friday um, after the, after the storm. And one of my first customers was describing her experience with the lights out in lower Manhattan um, and describing it as a tale of two cities. I think there were people in like Greenpoint who lost internet for maybe 30 minutes, right. but then like vast swaths of the rest of the city where whether it's Red Hook, the Rockaways, Red Hook took weeks to even get power back on. Sure. It's going to be years before it recovers and it'll probably, probably never be the same neighborhood again. You know, yeah. Fairway is going to take a long time. So it's important to realize that it very much is a tale of two cities. Even for New Yorkers, just because you didn't witness it directly or it didn't affect you directly doesn't mean that there weren't literally hundreds of thousands of, others, of other New Yorkers that were affected. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think down the block for me, there's, uh, I live not far from downtown Brooklyn, Long Island University. You know, there's still an entire um, senior, senior living home that, that lives in the gymnasium of LIU by my house. Yeah. You know? It's like, you know, when you think about that, and you, it's, you know, where are these people going to go and, and, and how are they going to be taken care of? This is a matter that still needs to be out there and in the discussion and in the minds of people. Because um, it's a tough time of year. I mean, if anyone here has ever been to the Rockaways in February, <laughs> that's brutal. Yeah, you know, exactly. that is like it's not the type of beach town you want to no, be at. No, it's winter. not. It's, uh, it, it's rough. Well, we've only got a few more minutes left, so um, let's let's – talk about some of the participants in this event so we've been we've been really blessed in that uh almost every single person that we asked to right away said yes so from the from the bar perspective asking different bars and bartenders we've got uh employees only pdt death and co ward three uh dram dutch kills um weather up weather up and whiskey uh, brooklyn whiskey brooklyn and the bowery hotel so right. that's like a pretty amazing cross-section if you think about it, just from if you're going to go out drinking in the East Village and you're going to hit Death and Company and PDT, you're probably spending a hundred dollars right there. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So this is a it's a really great way to be able to 
try a lot of different cocktails and there's going to be a lot of cocktails there and a lot of food and all this kind of like, you know, it's a great night out for an amazing cause. The space is amazing. If you've not been to the upstairs at Bowery Hotel, it's it's probably one of the busiest, spa- prettiest spaces in the city. It's beautiful. Yeah. And then we've had just great product support as well from our uh, distributor, supplier partners. So obviously from like the big guys like Pernod Ricard um, and Sky Spirits, you know, we've got things like uh, we've got Campari coming in and we've got you know, all sorts of different rides coming. But then we've got a lot of really cool boutique spirits, too. So if you're, like, an enthusiast and you've always wanted to try something like a Templeton rye cocktail, we've got that. We have uh, Dam Rack Gin, which is a really boutique Dutch gin. Um, we have uh, Banks Rum. Um, Templeton rye yeah. is coming in. Uh, you know, some of the other, like, secondary things that people are offering. Avery over at Bitterman's Bitters was just, like, nice enough to throw us bitters, you know, and say, here, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's just, it's all flooding in. Um, everyone realizes that it's going to be, it's for such a good cause and it's such a great event and I think really brings people together. People are just happy to donate whatever product, time, you know, experience, expertise that they've got. And it's been, uh, it's been overwhelming in the most positive way. That's great. I, you know, and something like this, especially with how this all came about, the the original idea with a few of you hanging out at the, the Barry Hotel, uh, in candlelight fireside, yeah, yeah fireside talking about this you know this is going to be a and great I, I, i'd have to shout out like who was there because like, yeah, these guys it. and i think the reason that you know i've got a great committee I, like yeah. i contacted these guys is because they're they're all fantastic people in the street with great minds and amazing hearts and it's uh my man to my right frank cisnero um kenneth mccoy and uh michael neff from ward three in the rum house and George Rotolo, who's got uh, Whiskey Town, Whiskey Brooklyn, and uh, Whiskey Tavern. Um, and, you know, this is a, an odd cross-section of, of barmen. You know, when you look at, like... Degenerates, really. Degenerates, really. <laughs> but, the, but, but in all different forms, you know, in all different forms. Um, and so to bring this sort of, like, group of people together who, all, who are all in the industry, but maybe all do it in their own way... And to be able to come together and get this going, it, it's just been fantastic. Absolutely. And I, I predict that uh, at this ah, event, at the Bartender's Ball, that uh, with that group of people, uh, plus the, you know, hopefully hundreds of people that show up, uh, there's going to be a lot more of these conversations. And then by next year, who knows how large this will end up being. Exactly. And that's that's really what we're hoping for. Because, you know, even, if, even though the rebuilding process after Sandy is going to take a long time, it's never the need for help and the ability for us to help is never going to subside in New York City. Someone yeah. is always going to need help and we're always going to be able to help. Where can uh, where can our listeners learn more about this event? So, um, you know, for tickets and, and information, you can go to bartendersball.splashthat.com. It's a very short website, bartendersball.splashthat.com. Uh, if you want to give uh, a donation, if you can't make it and you just want to give a donation, there is a, a fundraiser site under stayclassy.com. Stayclassy.com is posting our, uh, our donation site. And um, we're on Facebook. We're on the Twitter. Um, I don't know all the handles, but find it there. I'm very <laughs> you know, technologically illiterate. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, the guys that you heard and all the people you heard, reach out to them. You know, one of the things I have to say is, like, we're overwhelmed with how many people have come to us and said, what can I do? And... 
you know, it's hard to, to turn somebody away when they're offering you free help or free hand or free product or whatever it may be and donate. And, you know, we're just telling everybody, come back to us. You know, after this event, come back to us because we, we want to work with you and we want you to be a part of this because, you know, next year and the year after that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be bigger and it's going to be better. And, and hopefully, you know, as this gets going, our effect and our donations will just become more and more effective and streamlined and immediate. So, uh, you know, get at us, bartendersball.splashthat.com, or, uh, you know, you can get in touch with Frank Cisnero or me, Nino Cerebisi, uh, on the Facebooks and the internets and stuff like that. Awesome. Frank, Nino, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Can't yeah. wait to uh, join you at the event. Oh. That's it for the Speakeasy this week. We'll see you next week. Again, happy Thanksgiving and be safe. Cheers. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadio.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.